1: Contact our brewery sales team to provide you with the hop-related tools you need to craft your next great beer. For more information, visit hopsteiner.com.
0: Additional support
1: provided by... DraftLab knows that quality and consistency are your brewery's top priorities. DraftLab provides easy-to-use sensory analysis tools designed to bring your tasting data into action. To start your free two-week trial today, visit draftlab.com. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T lab. Dot .com
2: And every single person in the emergency room at this point all the doctors all the nurses they just stopped and it was quiet. And they're like, "You don't
0: know how lucky you are to be alive right now." This week on the show, electrical safety in the brewery. We'll hear about an accident you're going to want to make sure you're protected against, but first, here's a brief message from the Master Brewers Safety Committee.
3: Hi, I'm Brian Godfrey with Devil's Backbone Brewing Company and part of the MBAA Safety Committee. So, um, one of the things that um, we often overlook in uh, brewing is, is electrical safety. Um, and OSHA citations of breweries have more than doubled. Um, between 2010 and 2015, uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, You know, increasing the number of non-fatal injuries and illnesses uh, about 57% since 2010. So, um, and when OSHA goes in sometimes and they're, and they're doing their audits, what we've seen is, is an increase in violations, uh, specifically around uh, electrical safety and lockout tagout violations, um, you know, because brewers are always uh, having to shut down fermentation tanks or mash tons, kettles, bottling lines, those kinds of things, and uh, failure to follow lockout tagout <coughs> practices and procedures uh, safeguarding employees from um, that startup of equipment or that uh, energy source uh, could lead to uh, injuries, and during audit processes, lead to violations with OSHA.
0: Dave, you experienced a life-changing electrical accident on the job. What were you working on in the brewery when it happened?
2: Yeah, I did. I was, um, I was just, uh, I had just finished working on a tank. I, had, I guess I had racked the beer out of a fermenter. And uh, I was setting up my teeth to get ready for the next day's brew. And basically what had happened was there's three tanks right in a row, right next to each other. And the bright tank at the very right-hand side uh, of the solenoid valve, the ground on it, had went out and electrified the tank. Now, obviously, that's not something we necessarily think about being in, in the brewery and uh, nothing I had ever thought of. And uh, I, I didn't touch that tank throughout the day, but that tank and the fermenter next to it were pretty much right next to each other with an inch or so to spare. And the current had uh, arced itself over to the fermenter so i had been working on that fermenter all day i'm wearing the proper ppe you know rubber boots rubber gloves and nothing had happened all day long but when i leaned down to put my tea together to the fermenter that was next to that one and i touched both those tanks at the same time that's when the current went through me
0: wow what did that feel like
2: uh it was pretty intense um i was squatted down And it it entered on my, uh, my right shoulder and came out my left elbow. So right across my torso, my head. And I just remember squatting down, um, seeing you know you know when you plug a a, a, a something into a socket you see a flashing blue light sometimes well that's what i saw from my eyes from my right hand side to my left hand side i saw a flashing blue light crossing me i felt both my body spasming my left shoulder was going in and out of socket um the doctors and everyone thought it it was about a a second or two probably um so i felt that and i remember like, like i said i was squatting down and all my weight was on my right calf and while it was on my right calf, I just, I felt like incredible pain there, but I, 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 I don't know if I could get myself off the current or, or what that, I just remember feeling a little helpless for a couple seconds.
0: Yeah. Did So did someone else in the brewery have to intervene or were you able to get to sa- safety on your own?
2: um i got safety on my own i was the only one in the brewery itself there were people on the restaurant side uh but i was the only one there and like i said i don't know if i threw myself off or if the current threw me off it was a 110 line ac line um we don't know how many amps were going through or anything like that but i just remember being in a pool of water about five feet behind me uh thinking oh man i'm gonna be drenched i need to stand up and i stood up and loud humming noise through through my ears that's all i could hear was a loud humming noise i was sweating profusely um and i walked over to a glass of water on my like quote-unquote desk and i grabbed the chug that and the humming started going away um the sweating started stopping and uh, one of the front of the house managers was walking through and she goes hey you okay and i said I-, I-, I think i just got electrocuted she's like what so we start chatting, and I went to scratch my left arm because I had an itch, and I lifted up my shirt, and my bicep was the size of like a grapefruit. Basically, it had snapped off. Um, the current going through just snapped it right off the shoulder. Uh, she says, oh my, oh my, we got to take you to the hospital. And at that point, we went to the hospital. Wow.
0: Well, I imagine you were you know, pretty confused and disoriented. What was going through your head? Did you, did you understand right away what had happened?
2: i knew i got zapped i i i knew that was happening like i said when it was happening for the one or two seconds i just felt helpless and i just i, I just knew there's nothing i could do um that i could think of um yeah i was a little disoriented and i got up and like i said i, I felt okay uh but like i said we, when we looked down at my bicep the size of a grapefruit and we went to the hospital and i, I didn't think anything of it and we walk into the the first one and um I, I tell them my, my name, what had happened. Um, I think I got electrocuted. I sit down, and within 30 seconds, they're ushering me to the back, hooking me up to all kinds of devices. Um, they decided to transfer me to a, a trauma unit at a hospital across town that had, in it for, uh, they wanted to treat me for internal burns. Um, and while they were doing that, I had, I had some family in the area, some friends, and they came down uh, to be with me. So I'm laying on this gurney as they're about to put me in an ambulance now to transport me to the other one. And I'm hooked up to something uh, that looks like a a battery with all these devices connected to me, uh, like a car battery. And... so they put the cd on me and we start joking around like oh what's that a, like a soundtrack with like songs like electric boogaloo whatever because i'm a pretty lighthearted guy so <laughs> i'm trying to make the best of it yeah and uh and every single person in the emergency room at this point all the doctors all the nurses they just stop and it was quiet and i felt pretty <laughs> awkward and they're like you don't know how lucky you are to be alive right now i'm like okay and i guess that's when it hit me how, how much of a uh <laughs> situation it was <laughs>
3: Coming up. Um, Something else that we're starting to see a lot mentioned through OSHA is called ARC flash assessments
0: and infrared studies. I'm John Bryce, and you're listening to the Master Brewers Podcast from the Master Brewers Association of the Americas.
1: This Master Brewers Podcast is proudly sponsored by Barnett Mechanical a full-service design-build firm specializing in turnkey process and utility systems for the brewing industry. We partner with some of the best craft brewers in the U.S. to ensure the great beer they brew is what their customers get in every glass, bottle, can, or keg. You know beer. We know breweries. Additional support provided by... ABS Commercial is a full-service brewery and parts outfitter. From our Raleigh headquarters to our Denver office, we proudly offer brew houses and fermenters from three barrels and up, yeast brinks, boilers, kegs, chillers, tri-clamp, and other stainless parts, all with the quickest delivery and lead times in the industry. Learn more at abs-commercial.com or call 877-BREW-ABS. ABS
0: Commercial. We are brewers. Here's what's coming up on the Master Brewers calendar. Founders Brewing is hosting the Master Brewers HACCP course in Grand Rapids October 1st and 2nd. Don't miss the Keg Cleaning and Sanitizing webinar October 3rd. The District Northwest Fall Meeting is in Yakima October 12th and 13th. The District Michigan Quarterly Technical Meeting is October 18th at Coonan Brewing in Clinton Township. District St. Louis meets at Charleville Brewery October 18th. Don't miss the Cannes Seeming webinar October 19th. The District Philly Technical Weekend is October 19th and 20th. District Southeast Fall Meeting and Technical Session is also happening the 19th and 20th at Tank Brewing in Miami. The Master Brewers' two-week Brewing and Malting Science course begins in Madison October 21st. District Rocky Mountain meets at Miller Coors in Golden, Colorado October 25th. There's plenty of other meetings in November as well, so be sure to check out the full calendar of events at mbaa.com for more details or to find a district meeting near you. <laughs> Now, back to the show. They ended up transferring you to another hospital um, yep. that had that trauma unit so that you could, you know, be treated for these potential internal burns. Did you did you have any sense that your life was in danger?
2: Uh, at that point, no, because all the, the numbers were starting to stabilize. Um, I, I, It was just that I was just, actually, I was more worried about my arm, (laughs) if my arm was going to get fixed. Uh, So, yeah, I was monitored uh, for about 36 hours or so in this other, in the second hospital. Uh, And then they were like, yeah, all the numbers are fine. You're okay. And... You could be dismissed. So I I felt okay. I learned never to to tell your wife via text you're in the hospital. (laughs) Uh, um, I couldn't get in touch with her over the phone to let her know, so I texted her. Um, And she kind of freaked out a little bit. You know, I texted my parents. They were actually going to be going on a a vacation the next day out of the country, and they kind of freaked out. And I was like, everything's fine. I'm okay. The doctors say I'm going to be okay. I just have to have surgery on my arm. That's all.
0: Wow. So, yeah, so you had to have surgery to, to reattach your, your bicep, I assume, right?
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, I, they had three different doctors come in, and one said, Well, you know, there's two parts of your bicep. We, we don't do surgery for that. The second one was like, Well, maybe. And the third one was like, Well, it's up to you. We, we can or we can't. So he started asking me a bunch of questions How old are you? What do you do for a living? This and that. He said, Well, what, what do you basically do? You know, you use your arms a lot. I'd recommend it. You don't have to, but I recommend it. So I had the surgery. Uh, the reattached bicep, I spent about 10 months in physical therapy um, to get it squared away as much as I can. I have a disability in that arm that gave me a certain percentage disability. I still can't, you know, this was six, seven years ago, somewhere in that range. Um, I still can't raise my arms up above my head. I can't, I can, but not all the way. Um, I can't hold any weight over, over like my shoulders with it. Repetitive motion
0: um, wears it out very quickly. Wow. I guess you probably weren't immediately involved in this process, but how did the brewery go about determining the cause and and what was sort of the corrective action that was taken?
2: So on the way to the hospital, I immediately called my, my immediate supervisor and then the owner of the company, who are both close friends of mine. Um, and both my bosses and we kind of went over everything. They shut the brewery down immediately. They cordoned it off. Uh, in this facility, I was the only brewer. So it was just me that nobody else would come in unless they have a couple facilities. So unless something else needed, they would send somebody over from the other facility. Um, so it was just me so they cordoned it off they blocked it off nobody was allowed in then i guess the owner of the company who's a brewer too uh and the electrician came in and and found the root of the cause and then as far as corrective um they regrounded every piece of stainless inside that place
0: i bet you approach big stainless steel tanks a bit more cautiously (laughs) than prior to the accident What, what do you do differently after surviving an accident like this
2: um, I, I pay more attention to, uh, what I'm doing. I mean, obviously there was, I, I wasn't doing anything wrong here. It was just a freak freak accident. Um, but, but whenever I touch a tank, I I'm very careful. I touch with the outside of my hand as you know, a current, will if you're grabbing with the palm, it'll potentially close your bomb. So I touch it with the outside of my hand. I let it just, I might lift. If I'm using the right hand side of my body, I might just lift up the left leg so if a current is gonna go through it just goes through one side of my body instead of across my heart and kidneys and brain and all that um, stuff like that and I just electrical wires you know I just I make sure everything is, is grounded I make sure all the wires are connected properly if it's not I don't, I don't touch it and don't go near it um, or call an electrician or something
0: okay Brian uh, let's hear from the master brewer's safety C- committee uh, what takeaways and advice does your team have for listeners
3: yeah. So uh, one of the big things that the safety committee likes to recommend is that uh, you conduct training for all of your brewery staff. Um, you know, you can just do general awareness, electrical safety training. Um, if you're going to have folks who are going to be uh, working uh, in a cabinet, maybe to you know switch a breaker, to turn a pump on and off or something like that, you may want to have a little more in-depth um, training for them. But you also want to create uh, policies and procedures or SOPs that will help step them through the processes, do your risk assessments. Um, If you don't know how to do those, obviously, you can reach out to the NBAA Safety Committee and uh, get uh, tips, and there's other resources out there. Um, Training also should include that lockout-tagout training, like we were talking about in the beginning, that OSHA um, tends to to cite uh, organizations on. Uh, So lockout-tagout training and the procedures for those. If you don't have qualified electrical people on staff, find a local contractor who you can reach out to to use that can do uh, periodic preventative maintenance for you, can go through and do inspections, Um, especially since you're working in wet environments. um, You know, we want to make sure that we're inspecting those periodically so that we know that everything's in good shape. We're not creating any kind of shorts or other issues along the way. Um, Something else that we're starting to see a lot mentioned through OSHA. Is called Arc Flash Assessments and Infrared Studies. Um, Those are things that engineers do for us to kind of look at the uh, health of the electrical systems. So we definitely recommend that you try to do those um, and have, again, that local resource come in and do that for you. And then, you know, the very last thing is um, find those resources. You can go to the uh, MBAA Safety Committee's page. You can see toolbox talks that will go through some electrical safety items. There's Articles on the site as well Uh, to give you more information. You can always email us a question, and we can try to lead you to a resource. Uh, So we're there to help you out, Um, and then reach out to your community and see what other folks are there that can can lend a hand to you as well.
0: Great. And while we're talking about resources, um, you know, Hurricane Florence just put a lot of people underwater in the Carolinas and beyond. Do you have any advice for breweries that are recovering from or maybe preparing for flooding?
3: Yeah, so if you have already in an affected area where there's a lot of uh, water, you definitely want to make sure that you have your uh, electrical system inspected. Uh, don't go in and start turning things on. Um, you know, reach out if you don't have, again, if you don't have a qualified electrical person on staff, find a local resource, have someone go in and evaluate your damaged equipment, look and see if anything needs to be replaced or serviced, um, and definitely leave that to the professionals at that point, because as water intrusion happens, it makes it the system's a lot more dangerous for us. Um, you know, in trying to be ahead of the game, uh, if, we're, if we're calling for flooding in your area, um, you wanna try and do as much as you can to keep water from coming into the brewery uh, in large amounts. Uh, I know sometimes that's easier said than done, um, but you wanna do some utility preparation. You wanna make sure that you've got uh, things in place. If you've got backup generators and all that uh, there for you, um, try to, like I said, block the water Um, And then you want to make sure that uh, any um, significant equipment in your facility, you've powered it down so that, um, you know, in the event that the flood happens, uh, it doesn't short that equipment out and do uh, more damage to it that would cost you more to recover in the end. So take all the precautions that you can. And again, I can't stress enough, you know, to find the local professionals because those guys uh, can really help you make some decisions ahead of the game and prepare you and make sure everything is safe so that you can stay up and and making wonderful beer for us in the future.
0: That's great. And I'll also link to in the show notes, we've got a great post on the um, Master Brewers uh, community site from Russell McCrimmon, uh, who's got some basic information about electrical equipment and flooding in general. It's really a great resource, so we'll post a link to that as well. This episode was brought to you by the Master Brewers Brewery Safety Committee, which provides tons of free safety resources under the Brewing Resources tab at mbaa.com. 130 years ago, Master Brewers was built on the concept of brewers helping each other out so we could all make the best possible beer. That's still true to this day, and it's where a lot of the camaraderie in this industry originated. Master Brewers' award-winning Ask the Brewmasters is the best place to go for troubleshooting where you'll find the industry's only discussion forum that's moderated for technical accuracy by a team of experts. See what everyone else is talking about at community.mbaa.com. Do you enjoy today's episode? Would you like us to keep making more? If so, there's a really simple way you can let us know. Subscribe, rate, and review the Master Brewers Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. My fist full of courage, my heart full of rage. Well, I can't get stuck, I can't
2: be losing too much. And then I'm heading out to any other place.